the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. It all happens because of Edom's refusal to allow Israel to pass through their land. And it caused Israel then to go into uncharted desert with there's no roads to try to get around the land of Edom. And it led to this great discouragement and complaining and this tragic event, this disaster where many Israelites died. Because of Edom and their hatred of Israel. Edom was a wealthy and powerful nation. With so many traders passing through their well-defended territory, the Edomites saw themselves as untouchable in the region. And in their arrogance, they defied God at every corner. And when the Israelites needed their help, they turned them away. Well, today, Pastor Dan will be reading through the book of Obadiah, where he prophesies the destruction of the Edomites. This destruction was a consequence of their pride and their mistreatment of Israel. Now, here's Pastor Dan in the book of Obadiah, chapter 1, for today's edition of Ring of Truth. the book of Obadiah. Now, we don't really know much at all about the prophet Obadiah. We aren't told anything about his family, as we are with other prophets. We aren't told anything about where he's from or who reigned as king during his ministry. All we're told is his name. That's all that we know about him is his name, Obadiah. The name Obadiah means the servant of the Lord, the servant of the Lord, the servant of Yahweh. And if you're remembered for only one thing, may it be that you are remembered as the servant of the Lord. That's all that we know about Obadiah. He was the servant of the Lord. Obadiah is the shortest book in the Old Testament. It's only 291 words in the Hebrew. It seems that it was written after the fall of Jerusalem to the Babylonians in 586 B.C. because Obadiah makes reference to the fall of Jerusalem or the destruction of Jerusalem. Just as a reminder, the nation of Israel fell into civil war after King Solomon died, and it split into two kingdoms, the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom. The northern kingdom was conquered by the Assyrians, the Assyrian Empire in 722 B.C., and the southern kingdom of Judah was conquered by the Babylonians in 586 B.C. Again, Obadiah seems to be writing after the fall of the southern kingdom and the fall of Jerusalem. Now, the book of Obadiah describes God's judgment of Edom. God's judgment of Edom. This is a prophecy given to the Jewish people about the judgment of the kingdom of Edom. 
So you have the land of Israel here. You have the northern kingdom of Israel, the southern kingdom of Judah, and just to the south is the kingdom of Edom. Obadiah is about the judgment that would come upon the kingdom of Edom. And to really appreciate and understand the significance of this prophecy, you have to know the history between Israel and Edom. Remember, it's a hyperlinked book. And there's a lot of history here. Edom and the Edomites were Israel's oldest enemy. Israel had a long history of conflict with Edom. They had a lot of problems with Edom. The Edomites were descendants of Esau, the brother of Jacob. Remember in the book of Genesis, Abraham and Sarah had a son named Isaac. Isaac married Rebekah. Rebekah became pregnant with twins, Jacob and Esau. Genesis chapter 25, verse 22, tells us Esau struggled with Jacob even while in the womb of Rebekah. So the conflict between Jacob and Esau began before they were even born. And the descendants of Jacob were the Israelites. The descendants of Esau were the Edomites. And this conflict started before they were born. And it continued on. Even though the two were brothers, they were perpetual enemies. And the Edomites were constantly against Israel. For example, when they came out of Egypt, came out of captivity in Egypt, the king of Edom refused to allow the Israelites passage through the land of Edom. They just wanted to pass through the land. And the king of Edom refused. And it's recorded for us in Numbers chapter 20. I want you to look at it with me. Numbers chapter 20. Again, the children of Israel have been in slavery in Egypt. God has miraculously delivered them. They've just come out of Egypt now. And I think this one example really gives you a sense of Edom's attitude towards Israel. Numbers chapter 20, beginning in verse 14. Now Moses sent messengers from Kadesh, that's where they're camped, to the king of Edom. Look what he says in his message to the king of Edom. Thus says your brother, Israel. We're brothers. Thus says your brother, Israel. You know all the hardship that has befallen us. How our fathers went down to Egypt and we dwelt in Egypt a long time and the Egyptians afflicted us. And our fathers, you know what we've been through. You know what we're coming out of, brother. Verse 16, when we cried out to the Lord, he heard our voice and sent the angel and brought us up out of Egypt. Now here we are in Kadesh, a city on the edge of your border. Please let us pass through your country. We will not pass through the fields or vineyards, nor will we drink water from wells We will go along the King's Highway. Now, the King's Highway was a major trade route that went north-south up up through Edom, up towards the north, towards Damascus. And so they said, we just want to pass through your land and we'll, we'll get on the King's Highway. We will not turn aside to the right hand or to the left until we pass through your territory. And then Edom said to him, you shall not pass through my land lest I come out against you with the sword. 
And so the children of Israel said to him, no, we'll, we'll go by the highway and devour my livestock, drink any of your water, then I'll pay for it. Let me only pass through on foot, nothing more. Then he said, you shall not pass through. So Edom came out against them with many men and with a strong hand. And thus Edom refused to give Israel passage through his territory. So Israel turned away from him. So Israel, they've just come out of Egypt after you know hundreds of years of slavery. They come to the edge of the territory of Edom. This is their brother. This is family. They send a message to the king of Edom. And again, look what they say. Hey, thus says your brother Israel. Hey, brother, you know what's happened to us? Can we just pass through your land? We don't want anything from you. We're not going to stay in your land. We won't even drink your water. We got our own water with us. We just want to cut through your land to get on the king's highway so we can go up north and then enter into the promised land that God's going to give us. And the king of Edom said, if you come into my land, I'm going to attack you with my army. And then he sent his army out to prevent them from entering into the land. So Israel, at this point now, they were forced to go on a long, difficult journey around the land of Edom through rugged desert where there was no highway. There was no highway. They're forced to go now where there's no road. If you've ever done any hiking, you always stay on the trail, right? Don't ever get off the trail. Israel now is forced to go off the trail in the desert, in mountainous desert. And now they have to try to make their way around the territory or the land of Edom through uncharted desert where there's no trail. And they've never been there before. They're not familiar with the land. And so what happens? It turns into a death march for Israel. Uh, Look down in chapter 21 and verse 4. So then they journeyed from Mount Hor by the way of the Red Sea to go around the land of Edom. And the soul of the people became very discouraged on the way. As you would imagine, they don't know where they're going. They're not on a road. They're not on a trail. They're out in the desert just trying to find a way around the territory of Edom. And the people become very discouraged on the way. Verse 5, and the people spoke against God and against Moses saying, why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in this wilderness, in this desert? There's no food. There's no water. And our soul loathes this worthless bread. Speaking of the manna. We're going to die out here. There's no food for us. There's no drink. There's no water. You brought us out here to kill us. And so verse 6, the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people. And I don't know what a fiery serpent is. I know what a serpent is, but I don't know what a fiery serpent is. Doesn't sound good. And they bit the people and many of the people of Israel died. You might be familiar with this part of the story. Therefore, the people came to Moses and said, we have sinned for we have spoken against the Lord and against you. Pray to the Lord that he will take away the serpent from us. So Moses prayed for the people. Then the Lord said to Moses, make a fiery serpent and set it on a pole. And it shall be that everyone who is bitten when he looks at it shall live. So Moses made a bronze serpent. Bronze is the metal of judgment and put it on a pole. And so it was if a serpent had bitten anyone when he looked at the bronze serpent, 
he lived. So the people, they became very discouraged because they're off the road here. They're going through the desert. They've run out of food. They've run out of water, trying to get around Edom where there is no trail to go that way. And they began to complain against God and complain against Moses. God allowed fiery serpents into the camp. Those fiery serpents were always there in the desert. God just protected the people up to this point. Now he just kind of lifts his hand of protection, allows those fiery serpents into the camp. Many people, it says, were bitten and died. And Moses is instructed to make this bronze serpent, put it on a pole. And when the people looked at the bronze serpent, they lived. We'll return to Pastor Dan's message in just a moment. First, Pastor Dan would like to tell you about the new Calvary Chapel Ellicott City app. We recently launched an app for our church and we're really excited about it. It's designed to keep you connected to our radio ministry, Ring of Truth, as well as to our church, Calvary Chapel. And get this, we have over 1,200 sermons on the app. The app is super convenient, it's easy to use, and allows you to listen to Bible studies anytime, anywhere. So download the app right now, search for Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in your app store, or just follow the links on our website at calvaryec.com. What a great way to stay connected to Scripture. Now, back to today's message on Ring of Truth. Jesus refers to this. John chapter 3, verse 14, saying, As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. It's a picture of Jesus Christ's death on the cross. We've been stung by, bitten by sin and death. And when we look to Jesus on the cross, we have life, right? He's lifted up on the cross. But this whole thing happens here. This whole story with going through the wilderness and the bronze serpent thing. It all happens because of Edom's refusal to allow Israel to pass through their land. And it caused Israel then to go into uncharted desert with there's no roads to try to get around the land of Edom. And it led to this great discouragement and complaining and this tragic event, this disaster where many Israelites died. Because of Edom. And their hatred of Israel. And Edom continued to cause trouble for Israel. As you go through the Old Testament, we don't have time to go through all of it, of course, tonight. But as you go through, you see Edom continued to cause trouble for King Saul. The Edomites opposed King Saul when he became king. They went against David. David had victory over the Edomites. He subdued the Edomites. And then David built garrisons in Edom and stationed a bunch of troops in Edom. To keep them under control. They rebelled against King Solomon. We're told that they made raids into the land of Israel constantly. They invaded Israel and took land from Israel. And Second Chronicles chapter 28 verse 17. It says the Edomites attacked Judah to acquire slaves. They kidnapped some of the people of Judah. And then made them slaves and sold them into slavery to other countries. As we'll see here in Obadiah tonight, when we get to it, I promise we'll get to it. It's just one chapter. It's the shortest book in the Old Testament. I got to drag this out a little bit, right? As we're going to see in Obadiah, Edom assisted the Babylonians in the destruction of Jerusalem. Uh, Even into the New Testament. In the New Testament, Edom was known as Idumea. Herod the Great was from Idumea. Herod the Great was an Edomite. 
It was Herod the Great who attempted to kill Jesus after he was born. So in a sense, the enmity between Israel and Edom or Jacob and Esau continued into the New Testament in Herod's attempt to murder Jesus. So Israel had this deep hatred for Edom and the Edomites. In fact, as time went on, uh, the Israelites used the name Edom for all of their enemies or any of their enemies. They referred to them as Edom. Uh, In the early centuries of the church, Rome was referred to as Edom by Christians and Jews. So they've got this long history of conflict and trouble with Edom. Now, it's interesting if if you're a note taker uh, in the future, in the future for us, During the tribulation period that will come upon the earth, it's believed that many of the Jews living in Israel at that time will flee to the land of Edom for refuge from all of the persecution. Edom is in modern day Jordan, by the way. Matthew chapter 24, verse 15, Jesus said, therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel, the prophet standing in the holy place, whoever reads, let him understand, then... Let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains, for then there will be great tribulation, such as not been since the beginning of the world until this time, no, nor ever shall be. And unless those days were shortened, no flesh would be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days will be shortened. During the tribulation period, those living in Judea, Jesus instructs to flee to the mountains. And many believe they'll flee to the mountains of Jordan former Eden. Revelation 12.6 also describes Israel fleeing to the wilderness during the tribulation to a place prepared by God for her. And many believe they'll flee to Edom. Uh, There are several Old Testament passages that indicate that when Jesus Christ returns to the earth at his second coming, he will return first to the land of Edom, before going up to Jerusalem and standing on the Mount of Olives. If you're taking notes, you can just jot them down. We're not going to look at them, but Isaiah 34, verses 1 to 7. Isaiah 63, verses 1 to 6. Habakkuk, chapter 3, verse 3. Micah, chapter 2, verses 12 and 13. All indicate the Messiah, Jesus Christ, will return first to Edom, to rescue his people that will take refuge there during the tribulation and then go up to Jerusalem. So Edom has a significant role in the last days. Now, when Obadiah writes this prophecy against Edom, the conflict between Edom and Israel has been ongoing for 1,500 years. 1,500 years. We can't, you know, we can't even fathom that. They've had this conflict with Edom, this trouble with Edom for 1,500 years. Now, verse 1, we're finally there. The vision of Obadiah. Thus says the Lord God concerning Edom, We have heard a report from the Lord, and a messenger has been sent among the nations, notice that, saying, Arise, and let us rise up against Edom for battle. God will use other nations to judge the nation 
of Edom. I think probably most people don't believe that God has has anything to do with geopolitical events in the world, that God's not involved in geopolitical events. But the Bible teaches that God is very much involved in the geopolitics of the world. And God uses nations as the instrument of his judgment against other nations. God will cause other nations to rise up against Edom. Behold, I will make you small among the nations. You shall be greatly despised. The pride of your heart has deceived you. You who dwell in the clefts of the rock, whose habitation is high up in the mountains is the idea here. You who say in your heart, who will bring me down to the ground? Though you ascend as high as the eagle, and though you set your nest among the stars, from there I will bring you down, says the Lord. Now, the Edomites were very prideful, as we're told here. They, they trusted in their, uh, their geographic location, in the rugged mountains to protect them. They believed they could never be attacked because of their mountain terrain and because their cities were built High in the mountains, it says, you know, like eagles nest. Their cities are built in the stars. Uh, Their capital city of Petra was virtually inaccessible. uh, Giving the Edomites a false sense of security and self-sufficiency. The Edomites said, no one can ever bring us down. No one can ever conquer us. We're protected by these mountains. No one could ever invade our nation and take us down. But God said, I'll bring you down. No nation may be able to bring them down, but God can bring them down. And the Bible has many warnings against pride and self-confidence and arrogance. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 18, pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. And that was true for Edom. Verse 5 says, if thieves had come to you, if robbers by night, oh, how you will be cut off. Would they not have stolen till they had enough? If grape gatherers had come to you, would they not have left some gleanings? The idea here is if thieves break into your house tonight while you're here at church. (laughs) Now you're just going to think about that. Did I lock the door? Is the back door locked? But if thieves break into your house, those thieves will only take what they can easily carry off. They're not going to take everything in your house. Uh, Or if someone goes into your vineyard, They'll only take the grapes they can carry off. They're not going to strip the vineyard clean or harvest all your grapes. But God says that Edom will be searched out and all her hidden treasures will be sought after. Everything will be taken from Edom. Edom will be stripped of all her treasure. Nothing will be left. God's judgment will be thorough. God's judgment will be thorough. Or verse 6. Oh, how Esau shall be searched out, how his hidden treasures shall be sought after. All the men in your confederacy shall force you to the border. The men at peace with you shall deceive you and prevail against you. Those who eat your bread shall lay a trap for you, and no one is aware of it. God will cause, this is how God's going to bring Edom down. God will cause Edom's allies to betray her and turn against her. The nations Edom was in confederacy with and at peace with, Those who eat her bread, meaning those nations with which Edom had a friendship, will lay a trap for Edom. It will be a surprise attack against Edom from her own allies. Edom will be caught unaware. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring truer than the finest. 
You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. In today's message, Pastor Dan dove into the book of Obadiah. Obadiah is one of the minor prophets, and he brought a message of judgment to the people. In Obadiah 1, 3-4, he says, The pride of your heart has deceived you, you who live in the clefts of the rock, in your lofty dwelling, who say in your heart, Who will bring me down to the ground? Though you soar aloft like the eagle, though your nest is set among the stars, from there I will bring you down, declares the Lord. The people believed they were invincible, invulnerable to attack, but God reminded them that all their defenses were nothing compared to His power. Our God is a God of might and power. He raises up kingdoms and destroys them. No matter how hopeless the situations around you may appear, God is greater and He cares for the oppressed. Nothing is outside His control and no one can escape His rule. We're so glad that you've decided to join us today. Ring of Truth is a ministry out of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in Columbia, Maryland. If you find yourself in the area, we'd love to see you. Join us for worship this Sunday. You'll find service times and information at our website, calvaryec.com. Once again, that website is calvaryec.com. Well, that's all we have time for today, but we'll see you right here again next time for another message on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that crack. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.